0: It's something that makes you feel comfortable and more confident, and more self-aware
1: or whatever else at the table, do it. The main key is people behave differently when they're being watched.
2: If you wear a hoodie and a hat and sunglasses and no one can really interact with you, it's not a fun game anymore. And if the game's not fun, what are the players who you really want playing going to do? Well, they're going to quit because the game's not fun.
3: Research does support the idea that wearing sunglasses in particular impacts both our psychological state as well as our behaviors.
4: That it prevents your opponents from knowing that you're studying them. And I don't
5: have that awkward moment where they catch me looking at them. Well, greetings, everybody, and welcome once again to the Rec Poker podcast. My name is Steve Fredland and I'm your host for the podcast. We are officially sponsored by the Running Aces Casino and Racetrack, and we have also partnered with Next Level Poker, which is our official tour The Poker is Fun Tour, PokerCoaching.com, and PeakPokerMindset.com. A couple of quick announcements. We just finished the All-In for Africa. We broke records with attendance. We had about 151 uh, people show up and all kinds of uh, rebuys and add-ons. About 3.5 million chips ended up in play in that tournament. And we broke a record for the amount raised, raising over $18,000 for the Against Malaria Foundation Just a phenomenal day. Uh, Rob Meyer ended up as our champion for All In For Africa 7. Final table was broadcast live by Next Level Poker, and that is available on Twitch and YouTube. If you want to check that out, you can search for that as well. And this week we have our second event, the Hawaiian Dream Winner Take Most Tournament. That is Thursday, November 2nd, 6 p.m. at Running Aces, and the winner of that uh, 120 plus 20 buy-in tournament is going to get a $9,500 trip to Hawaii for two, seven days, six nights on Maui. Uh, phenomenal. First class flights from uh, Minneapolis to Hawaii. So a phenomenal trip. Uh, check that out. Details at runaces.com. And also we've just gotten some great feedback the past few weeks. I managed to chat with a lot of people during All In For Africa who are listening to the podcast. So shout out to you guys. Thanks for that. And really good feedback on uh, some of the strategies and some of the paradigms uh, that we think about when we're uh, playing hands pre-flop and then post-flop, whether we are the pre-flop caller or the pre-flop raiser, so good stuff there. Uh, Now this week, we're gonna shift gears. We're actually gonna be looking at things like physical tells, but also more around uh, wearing sunglasses or hoodies at the table. So this is a question from Mike Johnson who said, He said, you know, I'd like to know how more experienced players feel about glasses and hoods. I wore glasses for the first time today and felt a lot more confident betting and raising, especially when bluffing or semi-bluffing. If you watch a guy like Tom Duan, he has the exact same quote-unquote stupid look on his face in every single pot he plays. I sometimes get caught up in a semi-conversation with the player I'm in a pot against, and I'm sure I'm giving away far too much information. So that's where we're going to talk about... uh, talk about today. So I'll give a quick shout out to our official sponsor, but then you're going to hear from a few other people as well, but you're going to hear from, um, from Zach Elwood, who is an author uh, of three different books that I'm aware of uh, on physical tells and on verbal tells and, and things like that. So he's going to provide some content as well as Dr. Tricia Cardner, who is a psychologist who specializes in, in enhancing your poker game. And then you've got the regulars. You've got Minnesota Hall of Famer Mike Schneider, World Series of Poker bracelet winner Chris Fox Wallace, and well-known author Jonathan Little. And then I will come back and give my thoughts as well. So let's hear uh, from our sponsor, and then we'll come back and hear from our experts. Running Aces Casino and Racetrack has the best poker room in Minnesota, featuring 24-7 promos on all cash poker games, including earning $2 per hour in comps plus the most player-friendly tourney structures. Visit RunAces.com for daily promotions and the tournament calendar. Running Aces Casino and Racetrack, the official sponsor of Rec Poker.
1: He's won a million dollars!
5: Hi, this is Mike
0: Schneider of the Poker is Fun Tour. You can find us on the web at PIFTPoker.com. Or also on Twitter at P-I-F-T-Poker. And I where today we are going to be addressing the question of whether you should wear a hoodie or sunglasses or any of those kind of poker attire. And I would keep this uh, fairly short and sweet and just say, if it's something that makes you feel comfortable and more confident and more self-aware or whatever else at the table, do it. If you try it and it doesn't really feel like it's doing anything for you, I'd say take it off and don't bother. But... I mean, to quickly summarize a few of the advantages to wearing sunglasses, um, there is some possibility that your pupils could dilate when you uh, see a card that you like, and an observant opponent might notice it, whereas if you have sunglasses on, they're less likely to notice it. And likewise, if you're wearing sunglasses, it's a little bit easier to... uh, to stare down various other opponents and hands, or even players that uh, actually might not be on them, but you can look at them and they won't know that you're looking at them. And sometimes easier to pick up things on them when when they aren't aware that you are uh, giving them the, the whole big look down. But for me personally, I don't really wear any of those. And my reasoning is I've worn sunglasses a couple of times at the table and I feel like wearing the sunglasses inside it just well it makes the whole room feel darker and when the room feels darker, I'm more likely to uh, get tired or feel sleepy or drained or any of those kind of things where to me, the trade off of uh, perhaps feeling a little less energy isn't really worth the couple of possible benefits of it. But ultimately though, it's really comes down to what what makes you feel comfortable. I mean, who really, it doesn't really matter what anybody else thinks. If it's right for you, do it. If it's not, don't do it. And if it's one of those things where you're like, I'm not sure what to do, I would say the tiebreaker would be don't wear the sunglasses or pull up a hoodie or anything like that simply because in my experiences, uh, those kind of things just make the table feel a little less comfortable or welcoming or social or any of those kind of more more fun and relaxing environment and so when you go to a table full of people wearing sunglasses your first thought is oh this is a really serious table and maybe you want to convey that impression about you maybe you don't but it's just something to consider which that's a uh, about all thoughts i got of that with a uh, pretty much like a cliff notes of do it if it makes you feel comfortable and confident don't bother if it doesn't with that, until uh, next time, this is Mike Schneider, a.k.a. Schneids in Minnesota. You can uh, follow me on Twitter at Poker, which is S-C-H-N-E-I-D-S, Poker. And, uh, yeah, as I said before, I am the founder of the Poker is Fun Tour, and we got some more events coming up on the horizon in 2018, but still probably a few months off. So I'd appreciate if you'd follow us on Twitter. That could help uh, keep you updated on when our next events are happening. So until next time, thank you for listening.
1: Fox here from Next Level Poker. This is a subject I feel uniquely qualified on. I've made video series on this for a number of different training sites, I have a model with Blue Shark Optics. I've written extensively about it, and I've worked with a lot of students about it. I was not good at reading people when I started playing live poker, and the transition from online to live poker required some legitimate studying from me. But as I got better at it, I realized just how important it could be, and I think that I use live tells at the table quite a bit more than most of my opponents and most of my fellow pros. There are... Pros who study training videos very heavily learned most of their game online and are excellent with strategy, who don't read players very well, and I think they're giving up a lot of money. I also think these things are available to us as sort of tilt control mechanisms and and, um, ways to control how well we're playing and how we're playing. Let's start off with talking about these various items. I've always worn a baseball hat at the table. Away from the table, I often am not wearing one, but almost always at the table. It was a great thing for hiding my eyes, not so that people don't, not so that people can't see my eyes and read things in them, but much more importantly, so that people don't know that I'm watching them. And that is the biggest thing that is useful to me about Blue Shark Optics and about sunglasses in general. The reason I went with Blue Sharks instead of sunglasses. Uh, is because I can see through them. Because I can see so clearly through them. In a lot of poker rooms, sunglasses just are too dark. Uh, because as a poker pro, sunglasses are a write-off, and, and I always was trying to find the right ones, I would spend a $1,000 a year on sunglasses. i go through two or three or four pairs of high-end sunglasses trying to find the right thing for years. But in some rooms, I just couldn't see anything. I remember... Having to take my glasses off over and over again when I used to play at the Venetian, and some of the rooms weren't, some of the tables weren't very brightly lit, and how frustrating that was. But regardless of what kind of thing you use to hide your eyes, the big key is it's not armor, it's a weapon. It is nice to have people unable to see your eyes in case they could pick up something, but if you're very aware of tells, uh, tells you're giving off, and you're doing the right things to avoid giving off a lot of tells. You won't be giving away very much information whether you're wearing glasses or not. The main key is people behave differently when they're being watched. So you have to cover up the fact that you're watching them somehow and make sure that they don't know it. And glasses are the best way of doing that that I've found. I noticed that most of my opponents are watching the flop instead of watching me. Even in bigger games, most of your opponents are not watching you. They're watching the flop. You should only be watching them. You can see the flop in a minute. If they see you watching them instead of watching the flop, they will start watching you, and they'll start being guarded about what they're doing. With the glasses, as long as your head's pointed toward the flop, they just think the glasses are there to cover up your eyes, and they think they're probably silly, and they don't pay any attention to it, and they don't realize that while your face is pointed at the flop your eyes are pointed at them and you're watching them watch the flop. And they will behave completely naturally while they watch the flop. So you'll get a real natural response from them and be able to read that. The same thing when the turn falls, when they look at their cards, when you bet, all these things that you get to see those initial reactions to that first about a third of a second that really tells you valuable things about how they feel, about what they've just watched, whether it's the flop or the turn or your bet or you thinking about calling and cutting out the chips or anything else – you got a real reaction to that about the first third of a second that most people don't control very well. It's something you have to have to actively control or you will give away that information and most players will give it away. Um, I think body language is really useful. Um, the Navarro book with Phil Helmuth, uh, Read him and Reap, is interesting. About half of it is useless. Uh, things that just don't happen at the poker table or that you can't see. Uh, it's often... Almost impossible to see bouncing feet, and I've never seen a hand steeple at the poker table in my life. But some of those things are useful. Some of the pacifying behaviors, some there's some things I learned from that book, and it's definitely worth the 20 bucks. And it's a super easy, simple read. You'll read it in a night. It's written at a 7th grade reading level, and it's only 150 pages long, and half of that is illustrations. It's very simple, very easy. It's worth having, even if it's not brilliant. I think... Joe Navarro's much more useful book is called What Everybody is Saying. And everybody is in two words to point out that it's a body language book. It's a big, thick body language book. It's really useful. It will help you learn about human beings in general. And I wrote a bunch of exercises for my students, um, a whole set of things, and I had them on Ivy League for a while. Um, go out and watch people talk about whoever you're with talk about people and what, who they are and what they're doing and what their appearance tells you and how they feel about things that they're interacting with these are all very helpful things in getting better at reading people um, I've had some students come back to me after doing these exercises and tell me that they just see the poker table in a completely different way so if you, if you are interested in that get in touch with me and I can probably set you up with something or we can do a lesson and I can give you all these exercises to do Um, I also use things like hoodies and sunglasses and baseball hats and and, uh, headphones to regulate how into the game or out of the game I am. And I've talked to a number of other players who feel the same way and who use them for the same reasons. If you're a little too warm, a little too comfortable, a little too closed off from the world, and you start to fade out of the game and not want to play any hands and you're not paying a lot of attention, take your hoodie off, take your sunglasses off. Start talking to somebody, and you can snap yourself right into focus on the game. And if you're too into the game, and you feel like the game is getting in your head, uh, things are bothering you, somebody's irritating you, you, you're paying almost too much attention, which is definitely a thing that happens for me, and I need to back myself out of the game a little bit so that I can see it in a more detached way instead of being in the middle of it, then... Put the hoodie on. Put the headphones back on. Put the sunglasses back on. What do you have to, whatever you have to do, and you can use those in, in partial increments. You know, I'm a little too into the game, but not way too into the game. I'll take my sunglasses off but leave the hoodie on. You can regulate how how into the game that you are and help yourself play your best game all the time and not be tilted and feel good about the decisions you're making and be focused. I think that's a really underrated part of uh, hats, hoodies and glasses and, and headphones. Um, those are important things. So, uh, the key I think is practice. And, and this is a thing that you don't learn, uh, like the math in poker or the logic in poker, where you learn a piece and you can say, I have a thing and you can hold it up and say, I know this thing now, when you're studying tells it's a, it's a much more wax on wax off kind of thing. You, um, you really keep doing it until you suddenly one day will look back and realize, oh, I know all these things and other people don't. That is what happened to me. I studied hard and uh, I started to learn things about people at the poker table. And one day I was talking to somebody about a hand and I asked them about the body language of their opponent and what they looked like and they said, I don't know, Why? why who cares? And I realized that I was reading a lot more in people than I thought. It was a gradual process and I was seeing things. And I was using it so much more than many of my fellow pros. Many of my peers were just not using this information very often. So I even wrote a blog about it, I don't know, about, about 11 years ago. I wrote a blog for Pocket Fives um, that had to do with uh, the Karate Kid and Learning Tells. And since then, I've, kept, I've continued to pay attention and I pick up so much more than I used to. And I see other people who pick up more than I do. Uh, Certainly people who are innately gifted in that area pick up a lot more than I do, even though I've studied quite a bit. But I would guess a significant percentage of the money that I make in uh, both tournaments and cash games comes from live reads, from tells and from appearance reads. It's not so much, uh, I saw him do the thing with the Oreo and now I know he's bluffing. It's uh, much more often, I don't think he likes his hand here very much, or I do think he likes his hand here a lot, and you assess your range. You use these things to weight ranges. You also can sometimes just see, if I bet here, he's going to fold. Or, if I bet here, he's calling. Or, the guy behind me is about to bet. So I shouldn't be betting into him unless I really want him to raise me. Watching the people to your left can be really important when it's going to be your action soon. Picking up things on them about how they feel about their hand and what they're going to do when it's their turn. You can check raise the the whole field when there have been six callers pre-flop and, and make a ton of extra money if you know the guy to your left is going to bet and you flopped a set. I mean, that can be very valuable stuff. Um, it also helps to know some of this stuff just to make sure you're not being read. Just to know how to be calm and in control and know what things people are looking for and know to plan out your movements before you make those movements. That's one of the things I think is valuable about the Navarro book, though I don't like the Navarro shell unless you absolutely have to. The problem is the Navarro shell is um, putting your hands over your mouth and nose and your elbows on the table and covering up everything you possibly can and being totally still. If you frequently go into the Navarro Shell at the poker table, you're going to get sick all the time. Don't put your hands on your face or your mouth. When you're at a poker table, you're going to get sick constantly. This is a rule that I learned when I was playing with bands back in the day. If you're out shaking a 100 people's hand in a bar and then scratch your eye, you get sick. The same thing is very true at poker tables, and that's what I don't like about the Navarro Shell. If there's a million dollars on the line, I'll probably risk it. Otherwise, I'm not going to take that gamble every time i play a hand so i think it's really bad advice in most cases um but check out that book check out what everybody is saying Um, learn about tells because they're much more valuable than most players these days realize especially a lot of young online players who are winning a lot of tournaments i think they could do even better if they had some experience with tells and they could read their opponents better uh, coming up this week, we have the All In For Africa event, which Next Level is going to be broadcasting with Blind Straddle Broadcasting. Um, we're going to cover that event. We're going to have some giveaways. We're going to have some shirts, hats, and hoodies, both from uh, from Next Level Poker, from PocketFives.com, from D-Gen Wear. Uh We're going to have a bunch of stuff to give away. There are going to be bounties on all three of us. So I have a bounty on me that's... Uh, A pair of blue sharks, a hat, a signed book, a round of drinks for the table, a couple other things, I think. Uh, The same thing, except for the signed book, I think is on uh, Brian Soja, who's also with Next Level Poker. And then a similar bounty on Jordan Handrich, who's also with Next Level Poker. All three of us will be playing the event. Uh, I assume I'll bust before the final table. I'm not trying to win the thing. Uh, because I'm giving back everything I win anyway and because I need to be doing the broadcast of the final table. So you can check us out at Next Level Poker on Twitch or at NL Poker on Twitter. If if you do twitch.tv slash Next Level Poker, that's where the broadcast will be. We're also going to embed the broadcast on our website, so you can just go to nextlevel.poker and the broadcast will be there. You can watch that on your phone through the Twitch app. You can watch it anywhere through our website. And uh, then we'll have that final table produced into a video that we'll put on the uh, YouTube as well, to where we just cover the highlights of the event. These Ellen for Africa events are really cool things. They're a fantastic thing that Steve does. Um, raise a ton of money for a really good charity and have a ton of fun. And honestly, the bounties make it... Uh, better than zero rake i mean last time i played one of these at running aces i think i, I cleared nine hundred dollars in bounties i got five hundred dollars in one bounty in cash um and there are bounties everywhere there, there are over 50 bounties in this event i believe the flyers is just covered in people and i know just just with next level pocket fives and dj and all the things that we're going to give away we're we're over a thousand dollars in value that we're giving away and we're not even close to what some places are doing so I hope to see you at the All In for Africa event at Running Aces. You can go to runaces.com, and uh, it's runaces.com slash AIFA. I'm sure Steve's promoting it heavily on the broadcast, but I just wanted to, uh, to add my two cents to that, that this is really a great event. And uh, our first event at Diamond Joe's coming up Thanksgiving weekend. We have the day before Thanksgiving is the tune-up event, and then we have... The, uh, the day after Thanksgiving starts flights for day one, and that Thanksgiving weekend will be the $750 buy-in Blue Shark Optics Championship. We also have very few entries in a couple of our contests. Where you got a real shot at winning a seat in the Pocket Fives Invitational, which is a single table with a bunch of prizes given away in first place as an entry into the main event worth 750 bucks plus a bunch of extras. So if you go to uh, nextlevel.poker and you click on Invitational at the top, there are four ways to, to win seats. You can uh, you can enter all four of those and have a real good shot at winning a seat. At this point, we have not a lot of entries in the home game contest or the draft a local contest. So, if you want to come down and play for free in that single table, which we broadcast and we give away a ton of stuff to everybody playing, um, check us out at NextLevelPoker Invitational. Thanks, Rec Poker, and we'll talk to you next
2: week.
0: People all like. Are you little?
4: Because your name says you're little. I say, no, I'm
2: not little. Hello, this is Jonathan Little for PokerCoaching.com. And in the past, I wore sunglasses and a hoodie and was completely covered up every single time I played. And the reason for this is because I completely lacked self-confidence. As I become more experienced at poker, I realized that there's no reason not to have self-confidence. I have a relatively good poker face, and... I've learned to observe situations without blatantly staring at them. I mean, the main reason you would want to wear sunglasses at a poker table is either because you have horrible eye tells, which I don't think I do, or because you want to stare at people, which I don't think you need to do. So really, there's no purpose for sunglasses at that point once you have a, have really achieved those two goals, right? Or once you can do those two things. Um, as for like a hoodie... Same story. I don't think you need to cover up if you have a reasonably good poker face. It's just not necessary. Same thing for hats. I don't think hats are necessary. Um, That said, I do understand that some people feel really uncomfortable in their current situation, and, uh, you know, I have nothing against sunglasses. That said, as I have grown as a human and poker player, I've realized that a lot of amateur players really want to have fun when they're playing poker. And what's fun when you're playing poker? Well, it's to be able to look at people and interact with them. If you wear a hoodie and a hat and sunglasses and no one can really interact with you, it's not a fun game anymore. And if the game's not fun, what are the players who you really want playing going to do? Well, they're going to quit because the game's not fun. So since I came to this realization and really started working on it, I have not worn a hoodie at all, and I have not worn a hat at all, and I have not worn sunglasses at all over the last three or four years. And that's purposeful. I want to be out there making the game fun for the opponents. Now, when I'm in a hand, I don't do much talking at all, which I think is perfectly fine. But when you're out of the hand, if you're wearing sunglasses and headphones and a hoodie, no one's going to want to talk to you. They're going to think that you're turned off and not engaged. But the most important thing is to make the game enjoyable for everyone. Now, I'm not saying that has to be your job or you need to feel obligated to do this, but quite often it'll just happen naturally. If you're sitting next to someone for 3 hours, you're probably going to talk to them at some point. But if you have headphones on and sunglasses and you look like you're angry or you're trying to kill everyone, no one's not going to, or no one's going to try to engage with you. And if they're not going to engage with you, it's not fun for anyone, at least in their minds. And now I understand a lot of people have different um ideas of what fun is, right? Some people really want to focus on the situations. And that's it. And you know, if you're playing against players who are all incredibly serious, like imagine you go and you play some incredibly serious poker tournament and everyone's wearing sunglasses and no one's talking to anyone, then you know, you're not going to talk to anyone that day and you might as well cover up like they are. That said, if you look at a lot of the high stakes poker, which are the games that I'm playing on a regular basis, everyone is very, very loose in terms of their mannerisms because that is what is enjoyable for most people. And. If you look at the high roller tournaments, almost no one wears sunglasses, and almost no one wears a hoodie. And that is because they're comfortable in their own skin, but also because they understand that poker needs to be an interactive game for it to thrive in the future, and realize the game is not all about you. Um, This also has come up a lot in the high-stakes environment of how long should you actually think on a decision, because at the end of the day, every second you think is... Hands that everyone else at the table is losing. So it's almost like you are monopolizing the time at this exact moment. And that's a fine balance because you need to think about your hand, but at the same time, you don't want to sit there and think for seven minutes and ruin the game for everyone else. So that's why a lot of these terms have implemented shot clocks to really make sure that players play at a reasonable pace or maybe even a speedy pace. So figure out ways to make the game fun. And if the game is not fun, For you, it's probably not fun for other people as well a lot of the time. And one of the things that makes the game more fun is just general interaction, talking, laughing, and having a good time. And if you're having a good time, the game's going to be much more enjoyable, you're going to like to play poker more. You hear people talk about getting burnt out at poker. And quite often that's because they're not having fun. So figure out a way to have fun. And talking with people, especially given that poker players are often a very diverse group of people, is... Often a very enlightening situation. I mean, I learn new things all the time at the poker table. And it's because I'm talking. If I was sitting there not talking to someone, that uh that that's a disaster because you're you're missing out on learning, and learning is very important. So that's my just or that, that's my thoughts on this on these subjects. Don't wear a hat, don't wear a hoodie, don't wear sunglasses. Hats hats are acceptable because lots of people just wear caps in general. But hoodies, no, don't do it. Sunglasses, no, don't do it. And I think that's going to be a very good default answer. Now, um, again, the question mentioned that someone wore sunglasses for the first time and felt more confident. And that's probably just because of a general lack of experience playing a lot of poker. And I suggest you learn to play without the sunglasses. Sit there with a nice stoic face and go from there. This has been Jonathan Little for PokerCoaching.com. Thanks for listening.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Trisha Cardner. I think this is a pretty interesting question. And I went ahead and I delved deep into some of the psychological literature to find research that either supports or negates the idea that we should wear Sunglasses, hoodies, and things like that at the table. Now, for the most part, I looked at research around sunglasses and masks, but I'm going to give you some information and then you can decide for yourself if you want to wear sunglasses or hoodies or whatever the case may be. In general, I have found playing poker myself that I rarely wear sunglasses. Although that's not to say that there aren't some good reasons why you should do it, but I think that you have to have a level of comfortability and whatever that level is for you is going to determine what the right answer is to this. So let's get into the research. Okay, first up, research does support the idea that wearing sunglasses in particular impacts both our psychological state as well as our behaviors. So there is a researcher named Dr. Glenn Wilson and he's a psychologist at the University of London and he has studied the psychological effects of wearing sunglasses pretty extensively and he says wearing sunglasses makes people feel more confident and just as a bonus attractive to the opposite sex the reason why sunglasses will have a tendency to make you feel more confident is because they give you a degree of anonymity because you can see but are not seen. Okay. So that's a pretty interesting concept and it comes up over and over again in the literature. Dr. Glenn Wilson has said of his body of work that sunglasses mask the wearer's eyes and thus allow less information for others to read in terms of your emotions and expressions. So from a poker standpoint, that can be really good. We don't want people to be able to see what our emotions are or to look at our expressions. Now that can also give the sunglasses wearer a sense of power because you have that feeling that, hey, people cannot predict what I'm thinking or feeling and having power is what or a sense of power, at least, is what leads to the confidence. Also, there's another aspect of being the wearer of the sunglasses and that is that it puts you in a position of power over your opponent who's not wearing them because being able to look into someone's eyes gives you a lot of insight into what they're thinking and feeling. But by having the glasses on yourself, you hide an important part of your body language and that is basically not letting them in. So if you cover your eyes, you can maintain a sort of tactical advantage By hiding your fear or anxiety if you happen to have some. A second reason to consider wearing sunglasses has to do with masking potential tells. Now the main psychologist on this particular area of research is a guy named Dr. Paul Ekman and he is the leading authority on what he calls micro expressions which are very fleeting expressions. They happen quite quickly and they are really telling of what your true emotions are. They are quite honest. Now, according to him, of the 23 facial expressions related to human emotion, about a third of those involve the eyes. So sunglasses, while they might slightly obscure your view of the world, they hide the world's view about how you're feeling. Now, not being able to see a person's eyes greatly reduces our ability to infer their emotions and as a great example of this and one thing that's often used when we're talking about micro expressions are the fake smiles so telling a fake smile from a real one if a smiler is wearing sunglasses you can't even detect the fake smile it's very very difficult in a real smile there's a muscle Called the orbicularis oculi, and it's activated. And what it does is it creates that crinkling around the eyes. But if you're looking at someone and they have sunglasses on, they could be fake smiling or real smiling. You cannot tell the difference. But if you look for that in everyday life with somebody who's not wearing sunglasses, you'll see what I'm talking about. When they smile, don't look at the muscles around the mouth, look at the muscles around the eyes. And if you see the crinkling around the eyes, you'll know that that's a genuine smile. Having said all that, wearing the sunglasses allows you to hide quite a few of the muscles that make various expressions. And if someone is wise to know what to look for, they're not going to even be able to see it because you have the sunglasses on. Now, there's also a body of research around the behavioral effects of wearing sunglasses. The main researcher there is out of the University of Toronto, and I believe you pronounce the name Chinbo Zong, which is quite a name. But nonetheless, uh, Chinbo has done quite a number of studies, and you can check out the one I'm talking about here in the journal Psychological Science if you are so inclined. But what they did is they had 80 volunteers... And they assigned half to wear sunglasses and the other half wore clear glasses. And then the participants were given a small amount of money to divvy up between themselves and a confederate in another room. And what they found is that the people wearing sunglasses were significantly less generous. They only opted to give the stranger was $1.81 compared to $2.71 for the group in the clear lenses. And they also looked at in this study how putting on the sunglasses altered people's sense of anonymity during the experience and found that people in the sunglasses admitted to feeling more anonymous. So they rated their sense of anonymity as close to a 5 on a 1 to 7 scale, whereas those with the clearer lenses rank their anonymity as four. So what can we ascertain or learn from this? Shades offer us a degree of anonymity in that we feel anonymous. Okay, clearly we're not anonymous, people can't see us, but the mere act of being behind the sunglasses makes us feel anonymous. Now, it's unclear whether this is because wearing glasses makes it tougher for people to read our emotions and we're picking up on that disconnect or if it's because we convey our emotions in a more neutral way because so much of our face is blocked. If you think about it, anytime you're in a situation in which you must win, there's nothing wrong with being a little bit anonymous and selfish. So it can be to your advantage. So, what have we gone over here? Quite a lot of information. The things to think about are that the eyes do leak out a lot of information, if you will. So keeping them covered up could be to your advantage. Another thing is picking up information, you know, from other players requires that you look at them and a lot of people are going to be uncomfortable if they catch you looking intently at them. So by wearing the sunglasses, you can be looking at them and taking in information and they are going to be less nervous about it because they can't really tell where you're looking. So I think that could be a good thing. And as we've already gone over, wearing the sunglasses could make you feel more comfortable. Now there's downsides to it. Some people have called for the banning of sunglasses in poker. They say it's a form of cheating or it even could legitimately be cheating some people say just wearing sunglasses is cheating there was a case a couple years ago where it was alleged that someone was wearing glasses that were capable of reading marked cards it was in the heads up event at the world series a couple years ago so there are those aspects of it now probably the bigger issue is that if you're playing live poker you want to collect up as much information as you can from your opponents. And a great way to do that is through having conversations. And if you're wearing sunglasses, it does make for a barrier, and you're less likely to have conversations with your tablemates. And in that regard, you're less likely to get information you might need. So there are definitely pros and cons, and I'm sure there are other cons that I haven't even thought of, but just in my brief Time here, these are things that I came up with. You have to weigh them out and figure out for yourself what you're most comfortable with, and I think go with that. So, if you have more questions, comments, or ever present random thoughts about how you can improve your mental game, check out my course called Rev Up Your Poker Success over at peakpokermindset.com. It is absolutely free, and you can sign up for it there. Or you can join my Facebook group. It's a private group. It's Poker Mindset Mastery Lab over on Facebook. And you can ask me your questions. Until next time, keep working on that mindset.
4: Hey, everybody. I'm Zach Elwood. If you don't know who I am, I am the author of a few Poker Tells books, including Reading Poker Tells. Uh, verbal poker tells and exploiting poker tells and I have a video series too I've also been a consultant for two world series of poker main event final table players uh, consulting for them for um, for behavior so today uh, Steve had me on to talk about this question somebody sent in they said I'd like to know more about how experienced players feel about sunglasses and hoods hoodies I wore glasses for the first time today and felt a lot more confident betting and raising, especially when bluffing or semi-bluffing. If you watch a guy like Tom Dwan, he has the same stupid look on his face in every single pot he plays. I sometimes get caught up in a semi semi-conversation with the player I'm in a pot against and I'm sure I'm giving away too much information. End quote. So yeah, a lot of people have asked me about my opinion on sunglasses and, you know, I don't think I have really strong opinions about it, but uh, I'll tell you my thoughts on it, the pros and the cons. I think there's, all these things have different cons and pros, pros and cons, and we'll look at a few of these for sunglasses and hoodies, and they're kind of similar. Some of the cons for uh, wearing sunglasses is, the main one is it just makes you look more serious, and I think it makes people perceive you as a more serious poker player, and that's not an advantage. Uh, You would prefer to look less serious and not be taken as seriously when people take you seriously you know they play tougher against you they don't want to lose money to you etc people people can debate that too some people like to be perceived as more competent but i think overall i think most people would agree being perceived as more serious is a negative just because it makes people play harder against you and play tougher and, and play their best games that's the main Con another con is that it can make uh, sunglasses can make it harder to see the cards or see the people around you, which can equal more eye strain over time and more potential small mistakes like not seeing cards or noticing, you know, something across the table that's happening, an action or whatever. That's it for the cons I think, and then the pros. The main pro would be. I think the main pro that people overlook with sunglasses is that it prevents your opponents from knowing that you're studying them. So it prevents them from seeing where your uh, focus is, where where you're looking, how you're studying them. And I think that's that's a great thing, and that's actually the main reason I le- would like to wear sunglasses. I don't usually, I haven't usually, but um, when I do wear them, I like the fact that nobody can tell where I'm looking. It helps you get gather reads more you know, people don't know you're staring at them and things like that. The other pro would be that it prevents people from potentially getting some eye contact, eye direction kind of reads from you, which can be quite valuable. You know, I I I, I always say when people ask what are the most valuable tells, I I'll usually say that uh, eye contact, eye direction kind of tells are some of the most important, uh, most meaningful ones. If you can get a A grasp on on patterns that some people have you know like some people for example some people will make more eye contact after betting like have more glances toward an opponent during or after betting when they're betting a strong hand and and avoid eye contact when they're bluffing so those kinds of patterns can uh, be hid by glasses so it plays a defensive thing too and like this guy writing and said yeah it can make you it can make you feel more confident and comfortable which is you know, that's a, that is a real value, no matter what, even if you don't think the other things really apply, feeling more confident and having less things to worry about can be a great thing. If it makes you feel less anxious, if it makes you uh, feel more comfortable and helps you maintain focus for longer. That's a real thing. So yeah, in summary, I tend to think sunglasses are only good or recommended for very serious games. I've only worn them a few times in my life, really, for the few serious tournaments I've played. I'm not really a tournament player i've only played a handful um i've basically never wore them in any cash games just because i think people take you more seriously and make the atmosphere more seriously more serious and i'd rather promote a more fun relaxed atmosphere in most games i play in Uh, but obviously it's a personal choice you know If, if it makes you feel more confident and comfortable i mean they're you know who's to tell you that's not a good thing and there's obviously no rules against doing it um, so as far as hoodies, I mean, I, I kind of think similar things here, the cons are that it can make you look more serious, like you're taking the game more seriously, but it's not as, not as serious as sunglasses. Lots of people wear hoodies, not even not serious players. Um, some of the pros are kind of similar to, uh, how people wear scarves. You can hide your neck pulse, which people can theoretically get reads from. Some people look for that. I think that's not a big thing to worry about, and, and you know ninety five percent of the games you play, like most people aren't gonna be looking for that. And it, plus, it's a hard read to get in general, just because you know neck pulse reads aren't that valuable unless you're playing like really high stakes or something. I think just because a lot of players can can have a have a fast neck pulse even with strong hands, and I think that's true for a lot of players in a lot of spots. It's pretty hard to correlate that or feel like the read is accurate. But still, that can be a pro, and that's why a lot of you see a lot of pro players in high-stakes tournaments wearing scarves or hoodies. And the same as with glasses, I think another pro is that it can make people feel more comfortable. It's just one less uh, one less area of potential information leakage to worry about. So, if it makes you feel more comfortable, that's great. Yeah, one more thing I'll talk about here. It's kind of related. I think uh, wearing headphones is. Another thing people ask me about is, you know, is it a good thing or a bad thing? And I think the big con with wearing headphones is that you miss a lot of verbal tells and clues. And there can be a ton of those, depending on what kind of game you're in. There can be a ton of, you know, verbal stuff. And I mean, I've got a long list of stuff that I would have, that I acted on and was good information verbally that if I, I would have missed if I was wearing um, headphones, listening to music or whatever. I also think it another indirect thing it makes people interact with you less when they see that you're wearing headphones so there's some extra theoretical interaction you're losing out on when people see you're wearing headphones they're not going to like try to interact with you as much and that's also theoretically information lost the pro on the other hand though is it can help headphones and music and podcasts or whatever they can help keep you focused for long sessions and that might be worth it if you have a hard time staying focused for those long sessions it might be might be worth you know the cons that you're Losing out on, and I, I also say one of the fun extra bonuses about wearing headphones, even if you don't listen to them, if you're if you're wearing them at a table where there's a lot of uh, annoying people that uh, you don't really want to talk to, it can be fun to just pop in the headphones, and people assume that you're out of uh, out of the conversation, but you can still be listening and stuff. You just don't aren't required to interact with people as much. So that's an extra little tip on using them for obnoxious tables, which I'm sure we've all played at. Getting back to his question, the original question about uh, Tom Dwan's exact same stupid look. He's got stupid in quotation marks. I don't think he really meant Tom Dwan looked stupid. It just, Tom Dwan had a consistent facial expression, which is, uh, you know, that's a great thing to try to emulate. I mean, you want to be stoic and unreadable as much as possible. And uh, the original. Questioner also says he sometimes gets caught up in a conversation with uh, players. Yeah, if you're, if you're worried that you're going to be giving information away, definitely not a good idea to get in conversations with people, if, if, if that's at all a concern for you. I mean, you're never going to go wrong with just staying quiet, right? As long as you're balanced, it's always just a good idea to, to stay quiet if, if you're at all concerned about giving information away. So, yeah, hopefully that uh, covered all the elements of that, of that question and then, and then a little extra. All right. Uh, thanks for having me on, Steve. I appreciate it. And, again, my name is Zach Elwood, and you can, if you're curious about my stuff, you can check out my blog posts and videos and stuff on readingpokertells.com, and my video series is at readingpokertells.video, and I have a bunch of free videos on uh, YouTube at Reading Pokertels channel.
5: All right. Thanks. Later. Wow, phenomenal stuff from those guys. Let's take another quick break here to hear from our sponsor, and then I'll come back with my thoughts. Running Aces Casino and Racetrack has the best poker room in Minnesota, featuring 24-7 promos on all cash poker games, including earning $2 per hour in comps, plus the most player-friendly tourney structures. Visit runaces.com for daily promotions and the tournament calendar. Running Aces Casino and Racetrack, the official sponsor of poker.
2: So I recited Pi to 22,514 decimal places. It took me five hours and nine minutes. And uh, the hardest part of it was actually the physical side because it was like running a marathon in your head, if you can imagine that.
5: Well, I just really enjoyed that uh, conversation. I enjoyed all five of those uh, pieces of input, phenomenal stuff, great stuff to think about. I know for me, uh, I've struggled with this quite a bit. Uh, I love wearing shades at the table um, because uh, I, I feel like then people can't get a read off me, but specifically uh, something that a couple of people mentioned is that I can look at people, I can try to study people, and I don't have that awkward moment where they catch me looking at them. So pretty much I can look wherever I want to look without people knowing where I'm looking. So I love that. It gives me a lot of confidence. Um, now, the, the cons of that, however, are uh, I do lose some of that relational side that, that was talked about as well. I feel like I really do want to make the game fun for me and for other people. I'm enjoying it. And so as soon as you start wearing shades, I think it's harder for people to... They don't make eye contact with you because they don't know if you're looking at them or not. And so it's harder to have those conversations. So uh, oftentimes what I'll do is I'll end up wearing shades and and put them on at the beginning of a hand and take them off between hands or if I'm not in a hand. Or once I decide to voluntarily enter, enter a hand, I'll put them on that sort of thing. But often uh, in smaller tournaments, I just won't wear them at all because I, I really do want to be relational. But I do know that I am more focused and I do have more confidence when I wear them. And one of the other things that I know I struggle with, and probably most other people don't, is that uh, I struggle with being sort of that guy. Like, um, Especially if we're you know playing a home game or we're in a small tournament and nobody else is wearing shades. And if I put my shades on and I sort of feel like, oh, okay, he's just trying to be that guy. He's really cool. And so that's my own personal issue that I have to get over. But there is part of that because I don't want to be perceived as somebody like that. And so that's something I have to wrestle with a little bit as well. But in general, uh, hoodies have never been an issue for me. I do wear a cap now because, as I mentioned before, it helps me sort of separate my poker world from the rest of my world. But specifically around shades, it's really around my own uh, confidence more than it is a fear of giving stuff off, even though there is part of it uh, that I know does help. People can't study my eyes. They can't see if I'm looking at the flop too long, those sorts of things. Uh, so if if all things equal, I do prefer to wear the shades, but I do know that it sort of changes the dynamic at the table. So uh, that's all I have to share on that. Um, coming up, we, I'm going to do a couple things. We, we did a number of interviews at the All In For Africa tournament, so I think we're going to do a special Episode based on that. It probably won't be part of the regular weekly episodes. We'll release that as a special episode, but watch for that. And then uh, after that, I'm going to get into a specific hand that I played uh, during one of the days of the Hollow Scream. It happened on day one against a really tough local uh, player, Derek Murphy. And so I've got I've been getting a lot of great input from people, and so I'm going to put that together. It's a specific hand scenario, so that'll be coming up either uh, next week or the week after. Uh, and if you want to be a part of uh, providing some input on that, just let me know and I can shoot you the scenario and then you can provide some thoughts. So we'll have to kind of turn that around pretty quick so I can get it edited, edited in time, but uh, be happy to do that. So that is it for today. Uh, as always, I'm open to your feedback. Facebook, Twitter, email, stevefredland at gmail.com. And next week, um, like I said, we're going to be looking at probably that specific hand scenario we'll throw in the All In For Africa <laughs> Uh, debrief as well so with that uh, if you have any questions comments feedback uh, ways to make us better please get in touch otherwise we'll chat with you next week